0: Previously on Return Home.
1: My name is Jonathan Barker. After five years away, I returned to my hometown of Melancholy Falls after receiving a mysterious phone call.
2: Home, Jonathan.
1: Return home. Along with my best friends, Buddy and Amy, I found that larger forces were at play. I was a pawn for the Society of Shadows in their fight against the coming darkness. Serve the shadows. Serve the shadows. Serve the shadows. Serve the shadows. So far, our encounters with the problems of Melancholy Falls have been less than normal. In all of our travels, we have met an eclectic bunch of Melancholy Falls citizens. That's Dolores Gedison. She's been carrying around that thing for as long as I can remember. We don't know what comes next, but we do know that we're in this together.
0: Seriously, we just became an episode of Scooby-Doo.
1: It is now time to return home. (laughs) Melancholy Falls is always strange, but when I opened my eyes after a less than restful night of sleep, as most of our adventures start, things seemed stranger than usual. At first, I thought it was just me. I had just woken up, after all, and things were always a bit blurry then. I saw no reason to question what I was seeing. After all, nothing stood out. But that actually seemed to be the problem. Nothing stood out. Everything looked muted. A slight haze seemed to cover everything. I could see the sun coming in through the windows, gray-tinted though it was. Telling myself it was nothing, I forced myself out of bed and into the kitchen. We hadn't quite finished cleaning up parts of the house that the gin had torn apart, but at least we had started making an effort to wash our dishes now. Too many of them had been broken, and drinking our coffee out of flower vases got old really fast. (sighs) Good morning, buddy. Buddy? 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 Buddy was usually awake by now, and I had probably gotten a little bit too hooked on his making breakfast. But the empty kitchen showed no sign of being used. Buddy had come home last night, hadn't he? I was pretty sure he had. I was also pretty sure we talked for the hundredth time about how we should really fix up the house, or, the lesser of the two options, move. But the memory was a bit fuzzy. It could have been two nights ago. Buddy could have stayed at DW'd. I shrugged and turned to examine the fridge. There were still a few scones, some fruit, and something in a takeout counter that, at second glance, I had realized had probably become sentient. Which, after the tentacle incident, was not exactly hyperbole in Melancholy Falls, so I thought I'd wait for backup before throwing it away. I selected a blueberry scone, but when I took a bite, it actually tasted like cardboard had been sprayed lightly with blueberry scone flavoring. Had it been that long since Buddy made them? I spit it out into the sink and decided on an apple instead. However, after I took a bite, that too had appeared to have turned, so I gave up. I went to see how Tink was, and that's when I realized that something was definitely wrong. By this point in the morning, Tink should have been careening around excitingly, bored by the long night in which she had to entertain herself. But there was no buzzing, and when I went to look for her jar home, I couldn't find it. There were no sparks or scorch marks nearby that would have suggested she gotten loose. She was just gone. What the hell is going on around here? Buddy? Are you playing a game on me? I stepped outside, only to find the street was silent. Not the kind of quiet that you can find in any suburb on a lazy Sunday morning either. Really silent. I couldn't see or hear a single insect or bird. There wasn't a person in sight. Hello? Is anyone here? I called out several times. I wasn't surprised when no one answered. I had let my guard down this morning, expecting a normal, easy day, so naturally I had to wake up in some bizarre post-apocalyptic world, except I couldn't find any evidence of the actual apocalypse around. No debris or anything. Everyone was just... gone. Was there a town meeting I had missed? I racked my mind and tried to think of something that can possibly take away an entire neighborhood of people. Even if there was a plausible explanation for the lack of company, I still knew something else was going on. The only sounds I could hear were my own footsteps. The sun had risen some time ago, but the day didn't have any brightness of late morning. There were no clouds in the sky, but the blue seemed dim. And in the unnatural stillness, there wasn't even dust motes flying around in the wind. There wasn't even wind! Hello? Is anyone around? I gave it a full minute, hoping that I might not be alone in this place. When no one answered, I sighed and figured I would might as well look around for clues as to what might be happening. I started walking in the direction of the town square, hoping to come across something or someone. However, the more I looked, the less I felt at home. Sure, this place looked like Melancholy Falls, but something was wrong. Something more than just a lack of people. Little things seemed different, like mailboxes or trees that I thought I should recognize. Walking through abandoned streets should have been more unnerving than it was, but at this point, all I can think was that whatever weird thing was going to appear this time, I would definitely hear it coming. Hello. Oh my god, you scared the hell out of me! Of course, I wouldn't see it coming if it was already sitting still. When I saw the little girl holding a stuffed panda sitting quietly on the corner, my mind couldn't help but race over every single horror movie that included little girls. With an old-fashioned long white dress and pigtails tied off with ribbons, she could have been a ghost from a hundred years ago. Trying to will my heart to not leap out of my chest as if I were in a Roadrunner cartoon, I managed to get the panic off my face. Cautiously, I approached her. Um, hi there. Didn't you hear me calling out before? Who are you? Oh, my name is Jonathan Barker. What's yours?
2: Dorothy. I haven't seen you before.
1: This wasn't a terrifying evil child, I realized. Just a lost one. I've never been the most popular guy, but between the mayor election and the Bajou incident, I was pretty sure I would recognize almost everyone in town. But this little girl, I couldn't place. Right, uh, well, now you have. Are you lost? Yes. Are you hurt? No. Is your, is your family around somewhere? No. Is anyone around somewhere? Yes. Oh, uh, good, okay. Dorothy didn't indicate where those other people were, but it seemed clear they weren't her family. I wondered how she had gotten here and how long she had been here on her own. She didn't look more than 10 years old. She must have been frightened. Here I was, a lot more than 10 years old, and I was unsettled. As I tried to figure out what to do, Dorothy seemed to grow bored watching me and went back to tugging on the strands of grass growing at the edge of the road. I came to a decision then. I would help both of us get home. I had no idea how I was going to accomplish that, but hopefully something would become clear shortly. At the very least, I didn't want her wandering around on her own. Okay, uh, well, everything's gonna be okay now because I'm here. You don't have to be scared. It's all gonna be fine.
2: It all is fine.
1: As I tried to determine what she meant by that, my stomach growled loudly.
2: You're hungry. You need to eat something.
1: Yeah, uh, all the food, it's kind of, uh... Never mind. Is there anything around here to eat, somewhere we can go?
2: Hmm, yes. Yes. I showed another man where to go. I hope he didn't eat everything.
1: Today? Someone else showed up today?
2: No. It was a while ago. I think. Follow me.
1: But where do you eat? She didn't answer me. But she also didn't look like she was hurting for food, so I followed her. Wherever I was certainly looked like Melancholy Falls or some kind of strange copy of it, kind of like someone had applied one of those Instagram filters that bleaches the color and life out of a photo. Dorothy was here, and apparently so were other people, somewhere. But it seemed pretty sparsely populated. And I was, so far as Dorothy knew, the first person to show up here in a while. So if we put it all together, I got. nothing. I literally still had no idea what was going on. It didn't take long for us to arrive at our destination, a small blue house. It's in here. I- is this place your house?
2: Of course not. But it's the first place that had stuff that tasted okay.
1: I followed her in through the unlocked door. She seemed to know her way around, leading me directly to a cupboard filled with, well, I can only think of it as end-of-the-world rations. Cans of beans, tomatoes, peaches, boxes of Twinkies, and nondescript blocks of something that I suspected was supposed to provide protein. The supplies did seem to be on their last legs, as most of the stores were gone. While I really could have used some strong coffee or even a strong drink, I had to make do with the Twinkies. But, Dorothy was right. They tasted the way they always did. We sat at the counter as I quickly devoured four of them. I never liked Twinkies that much, but hey, it was food. After I finished, it occurred to me to ask something. Hey, don't you want something to eat too? Aren't you hungry?
2: No, not anymore. I... I don't remember what I last ate, or when.
1: How long have you been here?
2: I don't know. I can't remember.
1: Had I somehow not determined to find my way home before, this definitely would have cinched it. I refused to stay anywhere that I not only forget about eating, but apparently not cared about it at all. Alright, Dorothy. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna... Dorothy? Dorothy? Dorothy! I hadn't noticed her leave. It didn't even feel like she left. More like she had never been there, and at the same time as if there was still an impression of her in the room. I haven't seen a threat so far, but I didn't like being alone somewhere like this, let alone knowing a little girl was all alone. So, I went outside. Dorothy? Dorothy, are you here? Nothing. Was she my strange child spirit guide? If so, couldn't she have been a little bit more helpful? Everything looked exactly the same outside. Familiar, but like something from a long time ago. Unsure of what else to do, I began walking home. It didn't take long to get back. But when I arrived, there was a surprise waiting for me. When I had gotten up that morning, I had looked all over the house. There wasn't a sign of Buddy or Tink anywhere. But when I shut the front door on my return, I noticed a post-it note stuck to the inside of the doorknob. It was in Buddy's handwriting. Hey Johnny, did you decide to get healthy and go for a run today? I'm not really sure that's a sensible investment here. I hope your lungs don't collapse. Well, when you get back, come and meet me and Amy. We'll be at the library. Toodles, Buddy. Buddy had been here. And so had Amy. But I still hadn't seen a sign of anyone except for Dorothy yet today. Wherever I was, whatever weird Twilight Zone dimension, I wasn't completely cut off from reality. Buddy's note was here, and if the note had somehow appeared here, that meant I could find my way back.
0: Return Home, Episode 16, Outdated Clocks. You just listened to part one of four. It was written by Maya Brown Jackson and produced by Jeff Heimbuck. It featured the vocal talents of Taylor Thorne, Forrest Orta, and Jeff Heimbuck. The original musical score was by Corey Celeste. You can find out more about the show and find Return Home merchandise by visiting our website at returnhomepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash returnhomepodcast, on Twitter at show, and on Tumblr at returnhomepodcast. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us by leaving a review on iTunes or contributing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash returnhomepodcast. Questions? Comments? Find yourself all alone in a town that looks just like yours? Send us an email at returnhomepodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, pleasant dreams.